Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Welcome, everybody, to the 12 Days of TMC. This is Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here with the opening session. I uh, see a lot of people getting logged on right now. We'll give everybody a moment to do so, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Jody, you uh, in Cleveland today? I am. I am. I was on uh, last week. I was at the farm in Southern Ohio. The it is the house is completed. So. Oh, congratulations! I know that has been a uh, long, long road to hoe. Uh, the entire pandemic. <laughs> it's uh, you know everybody has their you know I became like a plant uh, weirdo um, uh, during the pandemic. You you know bought it and uh, built a farm. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has their own thing. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here with a very, very special edition of the 12 Days of TMC. Forgetting completely uh, what's over my right shoulder, uh, the biggest soccer game for the United States that just went live. Um, It it also is the kickoff of the third annual edition of the 12 Days of TMC. We have way over 2,000 people registered as attendees for this event at the end of what has really been not a great year either for the mortgage industry. So a real testament. And this event, I I always like to say, it really is at our core, kind of who we are, um, a way to kind of give back to the members. Uh, We have just a slew of uh, awesome sessions these next three weeks, all designed around making our members stronger. Coupled in with that are special editions like this one of our recurring shows and 12 awesome industry keynotes that will feature each day. And very notably, at the end of this show, at the bottom of the hour at 2.30, very, very happy to have the FHA Commissioner, Julia Gordon, joining us for the second session of 12 Days of TMC. Uh, just 30 minutes from now, uh, Allison Johnson from our Board of Directors will be interviewing uh, Julia, Commissioner Gordon, and uh, sponsored by our friends at National MI. But you know, when we, when we were deciding as a team, okay, opening session of the 12 days of TMC, uh, we're going to do it with a special edition of the last week in mortgage today. Uh, who do we want to have the co-host? And it was an easy and unanimous decision amongst our staff. Uh, one of our favorites, uh, one of the real go-tos in our network that always answers the bell, gives so much of herself to the network, really well-liked, well-respected, and a Clevelander too, which never, never hurts. So, but the president of Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Jody Hall. Jody, thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of Awesome. Awesome. Happy to be here. You know, much of the same sentiment. Um, I think my answer to Angie on another session was hell yeah. Um, so I definitely I feel the and I had this conversation with my management team this morning because we are all in on the 12 days of TMC for the whole damn company. And you only get as much out of the 12 days as TMC as you put in. If you choose to record a session, you're never going to go back and listen to it. If you choose to sit, you know, there silently and not participate, you're not going to get as much out of it as you're asking questions and engaging with everyone. So I encourage all of you to push your teams to participate. And I think that you'll get 12 days worth of information. And right now, what we all need to do in this market is to put our heads together and look for ways 
to contribute to the industry and to contribute to all of our sales teams that seem to, you know, be hurting in this time and really lead through this. So, you know, get active, roll up your sleeves and make this a great 12 days. And, you know, kudos to TMC for putting it together and all of the other lenders and bankers that are part of the TMC family for their contributions and helping us learn for the next 12 days. Very, very well said, Jody. And, you know, I know there's a lot of virtual everything out there, but, and the link is in the chat to our agenda. Take a look at the quality of some of the speakers, again, starting with Julia Gordon, FHA commissioner here in about 25 minutes. And the sessions these next three weeks, save some, add them to your agenda. Even if you're listening in the background, doing something else, knowledge is power. Uh, to Jody's point, this is a time where everybody's really sharpening their saw uh, as we head into a year with more promise. And uh, it's just a chance to make yourself a little bit better and uh, to interact and to listen to some pretty smart people in our industry talk about what's going on. So, for sure. And, you know, no shortage of news topics to discuss this week, Jody, to get things kicked off here. You know, in general, the news feed and news cycle has been much more positive these last few weeks. Mortgage rates have dropped. You know, again, sensationalistic headline, biggest drop in 40 years, but um, it's helping. Every little bit helps. We've seen the MBA purchase application index go up now a couple weeks in a row. October new home sales actually beat expectations. Can't remember the last time I've heard that. Um, and then we get this news. It started to kind of per- percolate about a week ago. That's not in the good news camp, but uh, related to the increased cost of uh, FICO score joint credit reports almost doubling, um, going up 91%. Um, Started with kind of like the reseller credit reps, you know, leaking it to customers of theirs like you. And and now some people have come out and put statements out about it. Uh, Start things off with your reaction to that breaking news story. I think when I saw 400% potential increase this morning, I... uh, nearly fell off my chair. Um, so I think it is the closer we're getting to the new year and, and hitting the increases, I think that it is definitely, it's a shock because usually we hear of like our vendor increases for, um, we would hear like at least in November, like what percentage of increases we would see from the credit reporting side of of things that we would see it much sooner. So it's coming out late. It, at least it feels like it's coming out late, not giving people a a lot of time to um, to pivot, and it also is interesting that the timing of it. So we had the announcement of uh, potentially going to Vantage Score um, and going to the FICO 10T T10, whatever it is, and having alternative credit. And then all of a sudden, the bureaus are going to increase. I think the most shocking part of it is the fact that it's going to be the percentage of increase is basically going to be on the on tiers and being on tiers based on what your production is. Um, I think that we have felt over the last at least year, year and a half, that there was more of a lean toward IMBs, recognizing that IMBs, you know, contribute to the lending to underserved communities. Um, and this is going to hit IMBs hard with being able to compete on the costs that they are passing along to the clients. And some of the clients, like you say, you know what? So, you know, somewhere between six and 
$8. It's not going to impact, but it's everything. Everything is going up. And those costs are not going to be able to be absorbed by lenders. We saw in, um, we have a, was a 600 and some dollar average loss per loan in the industry, $11,000 cost to originate a loan. And it's just every single cost is being passed on to that consumer. And at some point it's a breaking point. Um, so it is, it's like a lot of, of, uh, of uh, pent up anxiety is all of a sudden just like, and I think that's my biggest just concern with this. Again, running an organization that is mostly small to medium-sized mortgage lenders um, is that it, it, it the, uh, it's a slippery slope. You know, there are lots of other settlement service providers that are involved in a mortgage transaction. You have to imagine they're looking at this like, oh, wow, it's not been a good year for us either. We can raise our rates, especially those like FICO, they're in very strong competitive positions to, um, you know, to to not lose business. And it, to me, it, it really just is a slippery slope. And I think for that reason, was this a goal by United States? No, just missed. Uh, but I think for that reason, you're going to see the CFPB immediately get involved in this, if I have to guess, because they're, they're, they're rightfully so concerned about affordability and and now you have, you know, something that's touching every mortgage loan, basically saying, hey, we're doubling our pricing. Not only that, they went as far as to say, hey, the top 46 biggest lenders in America, they're only going up 10%. Then there's this second tier of six magical lenders. I don't know how it has its own tier, but they're going up 200%. Everybody else, 400% was what I read. So it seems like, it, and that's almost thumbing your nose at the CFPB, the way I see that. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand a lot of it. Um, I will be interested, and I challenge Allison um, in her interview today, and also I'm not sure who is uh, interviewing Sandra Thompson, but to definitely get their take on the increase um, as well, and it coming so late. I guess on the positive side, um, well, I'm not sure there's much positive side on that, but. The, it, it's almost like we're trying to shrink the IMBs. We knew like in this market that there would be a cleansing. We knew that there were going to be tons of mergers and acquisitions, but it almost feels like, all right, well, let, we got the snowball going. So let's see how many more small mid-size IMBs are just ready to throw up their hands and, and because the, the large IMBs are, are the winners. Yeah, I think honestly, you have leaders in housing in America right now. They don't want that to happen. They don't want the biggest lenders to get bigger. And I think they see the value in small lenders, medium, medium, large size lenders like nationwide mortgage bankers. Um, and, and the advantages that that just gives home buyers when they have more options and choice. And, and again, this whole tiered structure where the smallest lenders are going to see the biggest increases. It, it just, it flies in the face of everything this administration on the housing side has been talking about. And I think it just, again, it sets the table for probably some sort of statement from the CFPB relatively soon, once they figure out like what they can say and what they can do. And then some attempt to, to try to reverse it. If you're FICO, you can kind of see where they're coming from, right? They've had this monopoly forever on, you know, try merged credit scores and, FHFA has now come out and said, hey, we're going to introduce a second score. And by the way, Vantage score is jointly owned by the three bureaus. So 
they're not lumped in with FICO here. They're just as invested in Vantage as they are FICO. Um, and, and FICO's and Sandra Thompson has also said it's going to take probably a couple years to fully implement the second score. So FICO is looking at this as like, hey, we got two more years left of a monopoly. Yeah. And we're going to go. Yeah, what we, can, what we can get. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, again, I'm not yeah. speaking on behalf of the mortgage collaborative. I'm just, you know, I mean, I look through the lens of reality and this is the way reality looks to me right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it will. It'll be interesting to see where others follow. And I do think like from uh, from, you know, running mortgage companies like we're looking for. And I know we can't control like from FICO, but, you know, we are looking for vendors who are willing to share the pain that we're experiencing now. They shared in our fat bellies in 2020 and 2021. Um, so it's it, it it's not as much like it's from the cost to originate. It's a very small percentage, but the way in which that is going to be communicated from vendor partners is going to be extremely important. You know, are they willing to bear the brunt of not as much of, uh, you know, of a margin to them? And so that, you know, maybe that cost is 350% instead of 400%. But uh, definitely something we're keeping an eye on um, with credit providers as well. This is a special 12 days of TMC kickoff edition of the last week in mortgage today. I'm Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. Happy to be joined uh, once again in the co-pilot seat by the president of Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Jody Hall. Any questions, comments, uh, feel free to drop them in the chat, the Q&A. And we've seen a couple come in. We'll get to them in a moment. Before we do that, though, Jody, another piece of big news just broke right before the show. Something else we've been expecting the conforming loan limits always raised around this time of year, around the end of November, uh, beginning of December, increased um, by exactly the rate of appreciation year over year, Q3 of last year, Q3 of this year, 12.2% increase. That brings the one unit limit in non-high cost areas for loan sales to Fannie and Freddie Seven hundred twenty-six two thousand. Uh, I never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> At least not this in my mid forties. Um, but alas, alas, here we are. Your thoughts on on this latest piece of breaking news? It's it's good for us with the markets that we are in, with you know pushing those high balance uh, loans continuously. Um, so it, it's good news uh, for us as as a company. Um, I really didn't think that the like I'm going to s- stop like trying to predict anything that is going to happen because I really was worried about not worried about but was feeling sorry for some of the executives who pulled the trigger back in September to to go ahead and start lending at the higher limits because I thought that there was a chance that they might not be as high as anticipated but you know it is. <laughs> Home investments, it's a win-win, right? Like even with high interest rates, even with soaring costs of, of, of origination, this is an investment that people are going to win on. And I think that, you know, continuing to see home values increase, seeing limits increase is just re-verification that home buyers will continue to be in the market, continue to purchase homes and continue to invest in what will probably be their largest investment and largest asset that they end up having um, into retirement. So it's like, it's a win uh, for the industry. And it's as much, 
just because it's good news and there's been so much bad news, like it seems like greater news than, hey, we just increased the loan limits 12%. <laughs> Is Nationwide going to be the first lender in America to sell a loan over a million dollars to Annie and Freddie on, on Jan 1? I mean, like the funding advice, you might be able to like resell that on eBay. That's history. <laughs> sure would like to. Do, <laughs> do, do, do like to be first, you know. <laughs> and the lending limits, are it's only on uh, in high cost areas. There are some high cost areas where you can go as high as almost 1.1 million mm-hmm. on a single unit sale to yeah. Annie and Freddie. And uh, yeah. Jody mentioned you guys do a lot of business in New York, definitely some high, high cost counties uh, up there. Yep. Yep. For sure. And with the, you know, it just, I don't, I haven't looked, we may have one that is uh, near a million. I haven't looked at the high cost areas to see where that's at, but um but good news and good for the morale of uh, salespeople in uh, very high loan amount territories. Uh, in the chat question, uh, since inflation is nearly controlled, I don't know if everybody would agree with that. I hope the questioner is right. But when the Fed might lower the interest rates, I think the Fed right now, Jody, is just battling this dilemma. Like, how much do we keep pushing? I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Yet we're starting to see some signs of abating it just seems like they don't even know what the hell's going on really i don't think do we have some economists on the 12 days of uh we We got doug duncan from fanny who's one of the best that will actually say what he's thinking in that you know uh, i'll let him i'll let him answer that question (laughs) um but from it, I, it was interesting. I read today that um, people felt as though the mortgage industry was in a recession in June. Um, with And I don't think that we're going to see inflation come up. We need more pain. And I don't think that uh, the feds are just going to miraculously start lowering uh, interest rates until we see the job loss. We see more job loss. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Black Friday for those who celebrate that holiday um, was shocking. Uh, People came out in force buying. I think that we have a little bit of um, we saw coming out of the pandemic, people had built up funds and they were throwing money out. I think the reverse is happening right now. People are worried about what things are going to cost in the new year. There's the threat of the railroad shipping, the railroads to go on strike and not have access to goods. So I think that there's a lot of buying going on right now as trying to thinking that they might not be able to purchase something in the not too distant future. Um, so until we there's more pain in people's pockets, they still have historically high savings accounts um, and people are spending money. And until people really feel the hurt and stop spending money, I, I, I don't know that we get inflation under control. But I do think it is industri- interesting for the industry the the kind of thought that you know we we've we have been experienced like record high job loss um with companies shutting down and 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 layoffs so i think that we have hurt worse worse in the mortgage industry early on um and then the effects of other of other industries will start to feel that but i don't know i don't know how far out it is till we can see the reversal in rates um so you make a great point. The Black Friday spending stats were ridiculous. And I've been talking about this all year. I feel like the pandemic 
has just changed American spending habits for most would argue the worst. I mean, Americans are just, we're spending money right now mm-hmm. into the face of inflation. But to your point, I think there is some of that element of like, hey, I'm not too certain about what the future holds. Um, so if I need to buy X, I'm going to buy it now, um, as opposed to, as opposed yep. to holding off. And, uh, you know, I think we're even starting to see that a little bit, even, you know, this drop in rates, I mean, it was to about six and a half percent, but I just talking, it did push some people off the fence, right? I mean, yep. Yeah, we saw a little bit of a of a increase in mortgage applications, but you know, this is go back to the housing market being happening in advance of other industries. Remember when we hit the 5% and everybody feared that interest rates were going to continue to rise. So we saw a little bit of a blip on the radar from increased applications at the between the 5 and 6% because people were afraid, hey, we're going to go at 6 Seven, God only knows what percentage. So we saw people, oh, if there is inventory, we're willing to buy up for it until we got to that, like into well into the sixes and even to the sevens. Then we saw applications start to, to die off. So I feel like that happened ahead of Black Friday um, for, for the buying uh, part of it. So, but that 7% is like such an emotional like hurdle. And it was it was decreased applications when we went over it, even though people needed to buy homes, decrease. And then as it goes below 7%, we see increased applications. And right now I think it's we talk about emotional reactions to thing. And I think I think that's largely an emotional reaction to, oh, this might be as low as they go before Fed increases again. What are they going to do? Um, hopefully that continues, but I hope what we have seen is we've hit the high and it starts to come down. But I also think that this market has also scared some of the sellers out of the market because it's like, am I, if I, what is the timing of me selling my house? I'm not going to get six offers on my house as soon as I put it on the market and I need some place to live. Is there going to be other inventory? Am I going to be paying 7% 7% or higher if I go to find an, another home to purchase. So I, it definitely is a lot of, it's it's really just mental and emotional like guessing because we're guessing. Can you imagine like a home buyer who knows nothing about the industry is like, like screw this. I'm not guessing. I'm just going to sit and do nothing. Very well said. This is a very special uh, 12 days of TMC kickoff edition of the last week in mortgage today. Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. Happy to be joined by the president of Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Jody Hall. As a reminder, in seven minutes, um, we'll be interviewing FHA Commissioner Julia Gordon. Uh, The link will drop into the chat for that next session. But uh, obviously, she was on the rundown with Rob and I a couple weeks ago. It was great. She was not your typical, like, you know, just can talking point stuffy uh, housing leader. She was very candid and funny and insightful. And uh, anybody that's not seen Julia speak, and she insisted, call me Julia or Commissioner Gordon. It's just from one of the uh, Superman or movies. It was, we had a lot of fun with it. So she'll be good at the bottom of the hour and the kickoff of 12 great days of content here on the 12 days of TMC. Jody, um, it's funny, you made several great points there. Um, 
you know, one is how time and events can change people's perspective and what 5% on a 30-year fixed rate, you know, how it would have made people feel and react last fall or even this past winter and what 5% would look and feel like to potential home buyers in a month from now or two weeks from now or two months from now. And you made another great point that a lot of people have forgot about. One of the little volume pushes we got this year was when rates were going up into the fours and the fives. I remember looking at the MBA purchase application index during those weeks. And it's like, as we got that rise up in rates, we got like five or six weeks where purchase apps went up. I think you're right about the, you know, just the, um, the, the, the uh, appearance of of seven percent and the aesthetics of it, mm-hmm. and you know even six and a half or where we are right now. I think if we can get rates, once lenders can start to promote like you know five point five and a half percent or a, even a four nine nine thirty year fixed rate, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna spur a lot of home purchase activity on the seller and the buyer side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The other thing you think about too is you know like someone our age, like my first home was 7.99% was the interest rate on my mortgage. So I also think that the given age of the majority of mortgage professionals, it's also an emotional hurdle for them. Like, wait, like we haven't seen this, you know, for, I won't tell you how many years, because um, <laughs> I don't want to give away my age, but you know, I think it's an emotional hurdle for all of us as well. Um, you know, what's interesting? I was when I was prepping for this, I looked back at our twelve days of TMC last week in mortgages and to what our notes were, and it was uh, Omicron helping mortgage rates more than the Fed is hurting rates, and the ten-year Treasury was at one point six seven percent pre-Omicron and fell as low as 1.34% the week before we had this call a year ago. Boy. Every time you co-host this show, major news breaks, like within (laughs) hours, you know, it was the conforming loan limits, the FICO thing, but uh, it's funny, a year ago, how much has changed? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that. Um, We were talking about faster uh, Fed tapering. the housing inventory has never been lower. Um, so we're still low. I mean, we still have low housing inventory that hasn't changed as much. And then the pending home sale rebound sharply in October, despite <laughs> rising mortgage rates, like it just like rising mortgage rates, like to think about October to December last year compared to what interest rates are this year. It's just. It is, uh, it's mind blowing to look back at some of that stuff. And uh, one of the other things was a 2022 prediction uh, you ask. uh, And I don't know, I, I typically like write notes and I didn't write a note there. I think I wouldn't predict last year either. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to predict the year ahead. What I'm hoping for is I'm hoping that Santa Claus comes down the chimney interest rates with an increase in housing inventory and every vendor that is out there that we pay to originate mortgages drops their cost 50%. From your lips to uh, some higher powers ears, that would be a great Christmas present uh, for Mm -hmm. the industry. If if indeed that were to happen, I've been talking, I just, I, there, there is to me such a shadow 
group of people that want to buy homes and also sellers that that aren't don't have a home listed right now that yeah. for for a bunch of reasons I just think it could free up so much and again we got to get there it's largely rate driven yeah. um which is largely inflation driven that's why you know we spend time on these calls talking about the topic because we're trying to inform people right that are talking to customers or talking to employees about um you know what lies ahead for our industry and love it or hate it this is an industry where so much of the outcome of each year is out of our control if it's regulatory if it's interest rate driven if it's geopolitical or broader economy stuff we kind of we're forced to adjust to it all um and to uh you know kind of shuck and jive and uh based on what's going on yep. adaptability absolutely survival well, we're going live to Julia Gordon um, in just a minute here. One last question quickly to kick things off. Just the recruiting climate in general, uh, how that's changed in, in under a minute throughout the course of this year. I know you're out there and, and you guys have been growing like crazy this year. We just love to end on your perspective on, on that side of our business. Um, I think that companies who are willing to make huge financial contributions based on 12 months of data um, for sign-on bonuses are greatly regretting it because we're looking at a much shorter time frame and what that means um, today because it's drastically different than a 12-month uh, look back. But people are still looking, um, but they everybody is inundating. So it's based on recruiting, based on relationships, relationships that we have had for years are what's coming to fruition, not the phone call from a recruiter that knows very little about the company or knows very little about the individual that they're reaching out to um, is working. Working, um, in this environment because loan officers and branch managers are getting hundreds of phone calls a week from individuals like that. So it's relationship-based and um, people we've known and created a relationship with over the years who are willing to make the jump to you. Very well said. And uh, as always, Jody, uh, outstanding stuff. Always appreciate you answering the bell, especially for this special kickoff edition. And to our attendees, uh, thanks for joining this kickoff edition. We go to Julia Gordon. Great th uh, three weeks of uh, content and appreciate you kicking things off with us. And Jody, thanks again. And uh, let's you're, you're only 20 minutes from me. So let's get together for a couple of adult beverages uh, sometime soon here. Love it. Let's do it over the holidays. Thank you all. Thank you all. Enjoy the rest days. of the day in 12 days and go USA. <laughs> For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.